You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the fields of Trenzalore, where the doctor stands. Day. Um, Nats has been trying to create some um, international initiatives, and uh, we have a, a really great panel of guests um, mm-hmm. that our friend Karen Brunson put together, who's here with us. Um, and I'm going to let everybody go ahead and introduce themselves so that we all know who everyone is. And Karen, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, I'm Karen Brunson, and I am a former president of Nats and now am um, done with that position and I am doing work with advancement for fundraising, that kind of stuff, and I'm on a bunch of committees as well. Then I'm also, I teach at Northwestern University Beaton School of Music where I'm a professor of music and voice and also co-chair of music performance. So life is good and busy. Let's go to Sarah. Good morning. I'm Sarah Holman. I right now serve as the International Region Governor for NATS, which is a new region in our organization. And I'm also a professor of voice at Wheaton College, where I co-chair voice and opera. Great. Let's go to Susan now. Um, hello. I am from the UK, and I'm president of the European Voice Teachers Association. We have 23 countries, 23 associations, um, and I've known Karen for a few years now, and we've been part of this uh, exploration about how we can expand our links. I teach singing at the University of Chichester, um, and that's me. So, Susan's full name, just so you have it, is Susan Yarnall Monks. Let's go to Stephen. Hello, everybody. My name is Stephen Ng. Uh, it's the only name that you don't have a vowel, really. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just like what my students would say that you can't whisper on my last name at all. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, this weird name is from Hong Kong, uh, born and raised. Um, I live in the US for about 27 years now. Uh, right now, I'm located in Philadelphia, and um, <clears throat> for Nat, I have been uh, the auditions chair for Eastern Region as well as the newly formed International Region now. And uh, I'm one of the founding members for the new Hong Kong chapter, which I believe is the second one, the second international chapter other than Canada. Great. So, um, and uh, I'm currently teaching voice, uh, professor of voice at Westchester University of Pennsylvania. And uh, if I could interrupt just for a second, Stephen and I go about 15 years back because I used to be in the Eastern region. So we go a ways back, but not quite as far as someone else who has yet to be introduced on this podcast that I'll comment on in a second. Go ahead, Bronwyn. Well, thank you for that very kind uh, introduction, Nick. Um, my name is Bronwyn Forbay. Um, I am from, on faculty at um, Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, I uh, also, like Stephen, have spent a considerable amount of time in the U.S., mostly for graduate studies. I'm originally from South Africa and I'm the treasurer of the South Africa chapter of NETS, which was recently established and we're very excited to belong to this wonderful organization. Absolutely. And Bronwyn and I apprenticed in Santa Fe together years ago. Um, So... (laughs) All right, so Karen, what do we want to talk about today? Tell us about some of these initiatives. Okay, well, the the way this group of people got together, along with there's five of us, there were 13 of us all together, and we put together um, a discussion group first to talk about um, advancing international connectivity among voice teachers. And we met three times together, offering all our various um, ideas about problems with it, what works about it, what can we do. Um, And this has been an interest of mine for quite a while. And to that end, in 2019, I put together a trip uh, called the the Transatlantic Pedagogy Trip to Germany. And that was 
about 22 people came along and it was a real success. And we got to go to Berlin, we got to talk with Dr. Dirk Merbe, who is prolific in um, research having to do with the voice, and his entire team, they did a two-hour presentation for all of us. And we went to Dresden and met um, more, more people there, and we went to Leipzig and got to sit in on a lot of the um, uh, Bach Fest that was going on there and go to their Hochschule and meet people. Some of them are who are expatriates from the United States and are now teaching there. Uh, we got to talk with Michael Mowell, who is an expert with connected with the Bach archives. And he's credited with finding a new soprano aria by Bach that nobody had ever found. And that catapulted him to stardom in the musicology fields. <laughs> and it was just such an incredible time riding on the bus together. Marilyn Schmiege, who was the president of the BDG, which is the German Voice Association, came on the trip with us. And Susan and I, uh, Susan hosted us in Berlin for a one-day mini-conference that was just incredible. And within that, and Susan, you're going to talk next about that, within that, Nats people who went on this trip could do mini presentations, like 15 minutes, but our primary purpose was not to go over there and talk to people from our perspective, but to learn from their perspective. And that was so neat. I had gone to Eurovox, which is the conference for the European Voice Teachers Association, which Susan is the president of. And when I, while I was there, I got to meet all sorts of other people as we were planning this. And that just has, oh, then COVID hit, of course, and all of that was percolating in my head. I had ideas where I wanted to go next and if we could do this, and um, it was incredible. So I'm going to let Susan talk about that first, okay? Please. Um, yes, it was uh, really great meeting Karen uh, in The Hague at Eurovox. Um, and I think... Um, the meeting that we had in Berlin was so successful because we had everybody talking and sharing ideas. We had a bit of visioning going on with colored post-it notes that we had lots of fun with. But it, it meant that we could really um, dig deep on some of the things that we, we felt we shared um, internationally, although we have different cultures, obviously, and different interests and there are different genres of music and different ways of teaching, but we really shared an awful lot together. And so what was um, really exciting that the Berlin Day was almost like our International Congress of Voice Teachers, but it was kind of, instead of four days, it was one day. Um, <clears throat> very intense and, and really helpful. Um, and as a result of that, um, Karen then has uh, suggested uh, another a day, which we hope is going to happen because Charles, our king, is going to be crowned earlier in, the, in, in May and not on June the 3rd, which was really worrying us. But June the 3rd and 4th in London next year, um, we're going to have a similar sharing of ideas between Nats and EFTA and the British Association, which is AOTOS, Association of Teachers of Singing. And um, I've just come back from France, where the French Association, the AFEPC, um, which is the French Professors of Singing, um, and they're very keen, actually, <laughs> to be on your list for the next that um, uh, possible sort of coming over. So, um, so that's, Ooh, yes. that's something that's quite exciting. That, that already, um, I sort of talked with our European friends. They're quite keen on uh, participating and helping to link up, which would be really great. Um, so, I think that's what I'll say for the minute, Karen. I have got something else to say about a Spanish initiative as well, but I'll talk about that later. Make sure you don't forget to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to just talk a little bit about 
what we did in our meetings, our three meetings that we had together, and I'm going to actually read what um, our our abstract said, and it'll give us a kind of a background. So since 1987, with the first ICVT, which is the International Congress for Voice Teachers, that was in Strasbourg, international connectivity among voice teachers has been enhanced every four years. In recent years, there has been more connectivity among organizations and individuals related to those organizations. Now, ICVT just happened in Vienna, and many of us were there. It was really incredible. So we did get to do more, more talking internationally. So in the past year, we've experienced a surge of connectivity through conferences and meetings on Zoom. We caught a glimpse of the potential for opportunities to share vocal perspectives, scholarship, repertoire, styles, culture, and research globally. Through live and virtual conferences, presentations, masterclasses, guest teaching, Facebook, and the Nats vocal pedagogy trip to Germany, a generous spirit has evolved among voice teachers involved in organizations around the world. It is interesting to consider what factors have contributed to this and what has been gained through such an experience. So this, this is what we got together to talk about and what would be great about it, and um, which we all think it would be great. So this is, we're very skewed on that end of it. But so next I want Sarah to talk about something that is absolutely groundbreaking for Nats. And um, as far as, international um, help getting people together that are not part of EFTA, are not part of another organization. So Sarah, take it away. Yeah, well, I was approached by Nats to sort of spearhead the possibility um, of how we could better serve our members of Nats that lived around the world. And there wasn't um, a way for them to easily connect um, until we, until Zoom took over the world, um, uh, to to meaning meaningfully meaningfully connect to our programs and have ac more more access, and so at that time there was already a chapter proposal um, from South Korea that were very very keen to join in on our our famed student auditions that we have and that was well underway when i came on the scene and i just helped facilitate that um to a further um it, it's further further state and and solidified chapter ness <laughs> i can't get my word out there but um and then very quickly um there came interest from multiple places around the world that were interested in having their own Nats chapter as well. And next on the scene was Hong Kong, and they have been uh, doing some very exciting initiatives there through um, their newly formed chapter. It's a, a bit of a, a bit of a challenge to work globally in terms of trying to work out the legalities in different countries with that, but it's uh, it's taken a little while for us to to find which approach works in in which which country and how how we have to arrange things or word things or um, even and it's not so much that we advertise. These are people that have come to our organization and said, how can we uh, have more of NATS available to us here. Um, and then at our national conference in Chicago, we got the great news that South Africa formed uh, their chapter and um, they uh, are having their very first own conference um, this coming spring, I believe, as a, as a chapter, um, which they have opened up uh, uh, with great generosity to anyone who would like to, to attend that. Um, and very, very soon, I expect us to have a chapter approved in India. That's been um, a bit more challenging um, just because the the background of um, um, how the educational system and music system works in India is very different, really, than anywhere else in the world. Um, and trying to uh, help us be more malleable and accessible um, uh, with what they have interest in, as well as find ways to embrace um, what they actually can can bring to our organization is terrifically exciting. And one of our uh, people on this um, 
original panel, Sandra Oberoi, who couldn't be here today, um, is is hard at work on on that. Um, and we're we're one one by one helping people fill out our application forms and understand how those those things work. Um, the international chap, uh, region itself is having it's it's a completely virtual region. And we will be hosting our own regional conference on February 17th and 18th, which will um, we have also invited the Hawaii chapter to participate in the student audition part of that because they are they have such a they're a, a bit a bit far on the on the that side of the, the United States. Um, and so we're very excited about that. And it'll be a soft um, also a soft and um, intimate conference component to that. And actually, um, because Stephen enjoys running, um, Stephen enjoys running student auditions. So <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to run uh, the international virtual ones for us. Um, and we also have, uh, we'll be we'll be launching our website within the next week and a half or two. I'm very excited uh, for that um, simple platform to be up and available that will uh, help connect our, our chapters in that. But it's very exciting work just in terms of um, how, how, how far and how interesting and interested people are in just wanting to know more about vocal pedagogy and more about performing opportunities and more about um, just how how do you how do you approach um, performance? How do you approach you know with your, with your students? How do you how do you listen to your students? It's it's very it's very exciting work, um, and it's it's great to be. Um, in a, a situation where you're helping facilitate that access for, for many people that, that wouldn't otherwise have it. So. So I'm going to go to, to uh, Bronwyn now. And another thing that really has struck me, I've heard from her friend, Christian Bester about them possibly coming to Chicagoland, just so you know that Sarah, you could piggyback on this effort. Um, and they've written a new book. So I want to hear about that from you. Okay. And tell us about yourself and, and your history. And um, Bronwyn, I will let you know, um, is a really good swimmer, too. So <laughs> yeah, she is. Yes, she is a, the queen of swimming. So but you can talk about some of that, which is very fun. So take it away, Bronwyn. Well, thank you so much. Um, uh, I uh, I do enjoy swimming very much because I'm originally from uh, Durban, South Africa, which is 29 degrees south of the equator and on the Indian Ocean. So I had the privilege of swimming in the Adriatic this summer and I uh, couldn't get out of the water at all. So anyway, um, uh, so a couple of things and thank you for the opportunity to chat today. So um, Christian Bester and I wrote this book on Afrikaans art song literature. Uh, which is going to be published by Oxford in 2023. Um, Christian is actually Afrikaans, uh, but I am not. And I learned Afrikaans as a second language. And um, uh, when, when I was at school, when we were at school, it was a required language in order to pass the entire school year. And if you failed, you had to repeat. Um, so let's just say there are some members of my family that were less thrilled um, with Afrikaans and I actually have a family member who drops out of school because they did not want to study the language. That said, the Afrikaans art song literature, which I learned later, was so beautiful. I fell in love with it and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be exciting to um, help make this accessible to people who do not speak Afrikaans? <clears throat> And so Christiane and I teamed up and there are about four people in the world um, who have been doing research on this topic. And the two of us decided to write this book um, that includes translations, IPA, background information, resources on how to obtain the scores, resources on how to obtain additional information, et cetera, et cetera. And so we are very excited. We have two articles that were published in the Nats Journal of Singing and they kind of are preludes to the book, which is considerably you know it's considerably long larger but it's got ipa translations and so you know um and information on which composers set the songs so mm -hmm. that you know okay this composer these are his dates and so um or her dates and uh, it's very exciting we're looking forward to that coming out um we also uh, are interested in helping make other south african um uh repertoire available 
uh, to people around the world. So we have some friends that are interested in writing uh, books on or articles on Zulu, how to sing uh, songs, art songs in Zulu, etc. And uh, we're hoping that through this organization that's having a South Africa chapter, we're going to be able to stimulate um, this sharing of information and this beautiful, um, diverse repertoire with people around the world. So um, did I answer the question? <laughs> That's, That's good so far. Now talk about <laughs> what your efforts are for spreading the word in South Africa. Sure. So um, some of the things we were discussing, uh, my colleague uh, back there, Conroy Cupido, who is a fellow graduate of SMU um, in Dallas, uh, he and I um, were very excited when uh, Sarah and Karen encouraged us to, you know, uh, check in with people in South Africa about whether they might be interested in joining Nets. And we did so. And we had such a wonderful response um, that we were motivated to submit the application to create a South Africa chapter. So um, things that we are doing to um, promote this sharing of information um, are uh, things such as, you know, um, having a conference. And I have a quick update for you. Also, the conference will be in July 2023. And it has moved to Stellenbosch, um, the University of Stellenbosch, which is close to Cape Town and is also in the wine country. Um, so well, it is a good choice. <laughs> All right. So just sharing. Mm, making um, me want to go to South Africa. Okay. <laughs> so the thing is that the conference is, it is technically a South Africa chapter conference. So Nats, fellow Nats members around the world. And as Sarah said, you know, soft openings. It's the first one. We want people to enjoy, but it's not going to be... It's not like an international conference, although we are encouraging and welcoming NATS members around the world who are interested in attending to come. And there will be some opportunities for presentations, although um, the, of course, first preference will likely be given to South African, uh, you know, South Africans there. But uh, we are going to be considering some applications from um, international NATS members. Uh, and then also, of course, the website is so exciting. Sarah, well done. Um, you know, we, we're, we're getting there. there. It's, it's, a, it's a work in progress and it, it will be a simple soft start, as we say. See, and that's the thing. I mean, the international region is so vast, you know, and we're covering so many different time zones here. Um, it's it's I think what what this initiative with Karen and Sarah and all of the folks that I see, you know, Susan and Stephen and everybody who was in um, piano with us um, in Chicago, I think it's really needed especially in this time to be supportive. So in South Africa, you know, we have some challenges when it comes to exchange rates, electricity, internet access, etc. And so the support system of NETS, what makes it so exciting is that people feel connected. They feel like there's something bigger than themselves that they can mm -hmm. reach out to, um, you know, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's like, you're not alone, you know, no. Um, you're not in your isolated little and then and then, of course, um, your isolated little area where problems sometimes seem so big, but actually you can reach out to a colleague in England. Like if let's say I've got a promising student, I know Susan and I'm going to say, hey, Susan, I've got this amazing student. Um, you know, can you advise me on next steps or, um, you know, Karen or whatever? Like we just have this wonderful network of support and information. I mean, if let's say I want my student to learn something in um, uh, South Korean, I can reach out to Alexander and say, hey, what books would you recommend that I that I take a look at to help my students. So, so the sharing of information in South Africa, the support, um, the conference, uh, it's a short conference, soft open, I nearly said soft serve. <laughs> soft, soft open. Yum, soft serve. Mm. I'm thinking about ice cream and it's like not even 10.30 in the morning. Um, but uh, but the, the thing about that too is like, we're gonna have different presentations from people, including things that are particular to South Africa. And then one of our board members is, um, she works with the Cape Town Opera. She's the head of their Young Artist Program. And so, you know, our hope is to also have like a trip to Cape Town and people can see Arts Cape, which is where the Cape Town Opera performs, et cetera. And um, yeah, so so it's it's very exciting. We're hoping to expand in time, but we're gonna go slowly so that we do a good job. Um, and we are grateful for everybody's support as we continue moving forward. Mm, excellent.
So after, I'm going to go to Stephen next, but before I do, I just want to mention, Susan, you're going to talk after Stephen. So the inspiration for so much of this is that EVTA has international flavorings, like MAD. And we're like tickled to be tip, dipping our toes into it for the first time. And um, so I want I want Susan then to talk about what we're experiencing for the first time, because you probably remember when you were first all coming together. And I know one of our NATS members, Scott Swope, who's in Portland, Oregon, he was, was he treasurer or secretary of EVTA for a long time? I mean, he was really involved in this. And it was him, I met him in Portland. And um, that was when I was first having this idea of like, ooh, let's go to Europe and, and take along people I like that are all in music. And um, he really did the grunt work as far as connecting with all these wonderful people because he was part of the BDG then, of course, and their their German association. And so, so Susan, that's going to be the topic I want to hear about. But let's go to Stephen because he's really had a great time putting together things when, in Hong Kong. And lots of challenges too. Yeah. So, um, Faye, it's just like I, I don't even know how should I conclude this by saying that what what a journey it has been for such a short amount of time. Just because I mean, the idea about forming a next chapter in Hong Kong has been since like maybe about four or five years, like before the pandemic. I remember talking to Karen about this. Uh, in the, uh, I think it was in Vegas. Yeah, when we were in Vegas in uh, 2018. As well as I've talked to Alan about this too. Yeah, Alan. We were there for a conference in Vegas, I should say. Not yes. just in Vegas. <laughs> nah, we were just all there gambling. Let's be honest. Uh, sorry. We were at the Tropicana. I remember talking to you. Yeah, and also uh, Alan Henderson actually has come to Hong Kong during one of his trips and, and he actually met up with us uh, a group of um, potential um, NAS members who actually most of us has ended ended up joining, which is actually wonderful. Um, so the whole idea is like we have a lot of diverse interests. Uh, the group that came together are mostly classically trained voice teachers, and most of us were actually foreignly educated. What I meant was. In Hong Kong, the situation is like, you can't really just be a musician if you just stay there. You have to go out because I mean, our resources are just so limited. So many of us who have been either educated in the US or in UK, um, those are the two major places that we go. And many of them came back and just starting to teach voice again. And they brought a lot of interesting ideas about, about what they learned. But at the same time, in the local scene, how do we going to adapt into this? So we had a lot of conversations about, like, what is our identity? Because, I mean, Hong Kong is such a small place. Is uh, Nowadays, I mean, it used to belong to the British and now belong to China. But at the same time, we have sort of our own entity as well. Uh, and most musicians, there are two different types. One is mostly for um, Western European type of classical music versus the other type of Chinese music and we don't mix. So, which is very interesting. And then most of the people who are active in, in voice training uh, that I know are Westernly trained classical musicians, as well as there's an increasing number of uh, musical theater and CM um, uh, voice teachers, actually. So, so, the first thing that we decide is to define our identity. So we are not Chinese music. We are not Western music. We are people from Hong Kong. So therefore, we are, we, our interest in doing is like, a, we, we like to sing classical operatic, oratorio art song, but we also like to promote our own composers, which actually in this whole world, this is not a very popular thing. And uh, we used to not, wanting to acknowledge them for some reason, because this is not the mainstream. But I think uh, one, of, one of the ideas that I have learned since living in this country, as well as being in that for a while, is like, uh, as we are talking about diversity and inclusion, we, are, we have to have our own identity. 
this is one of the big things that uh, our board members have been trying to uh, then they are trying to achieve and they have agreed on it. And so the next thing we find out is like we have a lot of very, very interesting uh, ideas, but we have to somehow organize it in a way that is doable. This is one of the biggest reasons why, as the Hong Kong chapter starts, we do not want to have a big conference they schedule in the first year. We want to actually get gradually ease into what we really think that is more needed with our with our community. So um, we, in average, we have been doing activity at least like once or once per month or once every two months or so, so far. And uh, tomorrow, actually, I have to get up at 7 a.m. because one of our vice presidents is going to give a presentation uh, for the Hong Kong chapter to talk about teaching children's voices, which these are things are not very commonly uh, preached other than people who are teaching in children's choir. So this is for the voice, uh, voice teacher's perspective and such, and I think this is going to be wonderful. And then we have already a few in-person meetings uh, about, um, uh, we're actually going through videos of, um, of the national conference, as well as um, going through articles in the Journal of Singing. We're just basically sharing with the university students there, and, uh, and it turns out to be a great conversation because the students and also us were talking about that. We never really have a chance to even just talk about singing or oh, voice right. teaching. Right. Yeah. Right. And among these teachers who actually, many of them just teach because this is what they do after they graduate from the conservatory. And um, so they, they realized that th there's a platform that we can actually just communicate to talk about experience and such. <clears throat> so... Another thing that we're looking into is somehow to connect the um, uh, older generations. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just because um, we used to have a big sort of like a secrecy in the Chinese culture saying that, oh, my God, you are studying with me. This is secret here. You, you don't go outside. You don't spread the knowledge. This type of things. This is a very interesting uh, tra traditional thinking that has been happening for a long time. Our group of uh, teachers are really, really desperately trying to change that. And uh, because it is important, uh, I think, for us to actually learn from the older generation, as well as to open up our knowledge and we can talk about things because it's only will get better. So, and uh, one thing that I also want to say is because of the conservatory training or the university training in Hong Kong, it's not really a I, an ideal curriculum for, for, um, for performers to say. I mean, we only have one conservatory and uh, that is like, they have a curriculum that's pretty strong actually. But other than that, other than those students who are going there, uh, we don't have a curriculum for singing at all. So anywhere else. So myself included, I didn't even take my very first fiction class until graduate school when I come to the U.S. So, so that was like a little bit interesting to think about how do we have to fill the gaps? Because, I mean, this is what also the local teachers really need. So uh, I'm very, very happy that we are having a conference that is for international region because then it's going to really put us in the map to see like how are we doing compared to how are these wonderful uh, organizations, I mean, how are these other, other voice teachers doing? We have an idea about like how we can learn from each other, uh, we, how we can adjudicate for, uh, for each, each other to, to learn from, from the comments and such. For the students, they never had the experience to do that. So this is really, I mean, why we are doing this. And <clears throat> challenges, obviously times, because um, we are 12 hours apart from over there. And um, so a lot of times our meetings has to be uh, late night. And as well, a lot of the financial situation thing, I mean, to, to open a bank account, I just didn't realize that open a bank account in the US, a business account in Pennsylvania is so difficult. <laughs> so we went, but went back and forth for about three months to sort of figure out all the paperwork and such. It was a learning experience for us. So we still have to sort of like learn about how to transfer money in a more efficient way rather than what we just like, just transferring money through the old way, which is expensive and also very inefficient. So, so a lot of these things needs to be worked out. Sarah has been very, very patient 
And uh, I feel like also it's a very good spearheader for us because, I mean, it's a lot of very nice push as well as very nice support from Sarah that our chapter is actually basically because of you, our committee and our board members are very fired up <laughs> for this chapter for some reason. So, so we can do this without you. And uh, we just look forward to more. So, yeah, well, it's not for the faint of heart, is it, Stephen? This no. one. <laughs> like, oh, okay, let's try again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go to Susan. Then after uh, after that, we're going to go to Sarah, who I do want to hear about some of the interesting stories she's experienced um, through this whole brand new thing. But Susan, um, are you as you watch us going through all these new experiences and relationships are you have reliving when EFTA was starting and when ICVT started and I can't go without mentioning the name of Mar Marvin <laughs> Kinsey he was so important we would not be talking like this at all without his input over 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 30 years and he is he always at every board meeting he gives us a synopsis of everything that's happened and it's just it's really incredible what he has done and laid the groundwork for but anyway take it away susan okay um yes it was actually in dartington hall in devon in the uk that nats came over to have a joint meeting with aotos and that's where I first met Marvin Kinsey wow. um, way back in the early 80s. Wow. Um, and then um, the ICVT, obviously, in Strasbourg. But we did have about five European countries, EFTA, to start off with. Um, and I think those countries were UK, France, Germany, Netherlands, UK, France, Germany, Netherlands, and there must have been another one, but I can't remember. Um, but in 2004, there was a movement to try to expand EFTA. And um, Norma Enns, who's actually Canadian, but living in Germany, she found with uh, myself and the, the members of the countries that existed then in EFTA, we did a new constitution. And from then, we've grown to 23 countries, different associations. I think I would say it started off really very much like classical singing teachers. Um, and it's taken the, the sort of music theater and the contemporary music uh, genres to sort of get their way in and, and equally be valued. Um, we've also expanded so that we include much more about children and uh, children's singing, also about choral singing. We've been working a lot with big choral associations like Europa Cantat, um, offering like voice care corners so that singing teachers go to big choral festivals and just sit there with a the door open and say, come and ask us questions. That's been hugely successful. Um, but I think the thing was that happened with the pandemic was that we realized that some of our smaller countries like Serbia, Slovenia, Latvia, wonderful, wonderful countries with a huge repertoire of art song and contemporary song, um, really wanted some help learning how to teach via Zoom. You know, the whole of Europe was having to teach via Zoom. and. Um, so we set about trying to do some webinars um, so that we could help our associations. Um, the thing is that our Eurovox Congress, which is every three or four years, we try not to clash with ICVT, but we do try to do a very reasonable Congress. So it's about a quarter or a third of the cost of ICVT. Because in Europe, a lot of our members are very poor. In Croatia, in the financial crisis of 2008, they just didn't get paid. You know, so we have to try to support these smaller countries. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so Eurovox always tries to be very, very reasonable so that we can encourage members to, to come and meet. Um, and we've also been encouraging our members and several, the, the um, Bedegate Germany, the Italians now have professional status so that they can uh, use the conferences as their continuous professional development. I don't know whether you have CPD. It's, it's one of those things that we talk about in Europe, but it's, it's, you can then say, I've been to this conference, so I've got some points to add to my sort of, sure. uh, to uh, my CV. So I think that's really important. Um, but it is still, we still try very hard. I, I remember going to Germany, to Hanover, to the Bede Gay and saying, I'm president of EFTA and you're all members of EFTA. And they went, oh, we didn't realize that. <laughs> um, um, because each association pays us two and a half euros. We have a very small budget. EFTA has a budget of about 8,000 euros. That's our budget. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, so they each we have uh, uh, members, but they don't all pay their association membership. So, anyway, um, so we uh, try to support the national associations. We have a lovely time because they are often <laughs> very, very much part of their culture. Um, and I'm sure my friends won't mind me saying, but the Germans are always terribly well organized and want to know exactly where the pieces of paper are. The French always want to know when lunch is. The Italians always want, it's always too cold for the Italians. <laughs> and they're always going, it's too cold. <laughs> and we're all going, that's actually, it's quite warm. <laughs> but anyway, the stereotypical things are just lovely and we all have a good laugh together. Um, but we, we really appreciate the diversity, and there is huge diversity amongst our associations, and we don't want them to be all the same. Uh, it's their richness of their diversity and their culture that we want to share. So Slovenian art song is just beautiful. Latvian art song is just wonderful. The Latvians have 1,000 songs to sing on Midsummer's Night as they wait for wow. the sun to set. You know, How beautiful is that? I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, a Eurovox in Riga in 2015, and we had the most amazing, amazing Midsummer Eve because, of course, in the northern climes, the Swedes and the Norwegians and the Finns, that Midsummer Night Eve is incredibly important. So... You know, we all had oak leaves and flowered headdresses and, um, and we just really celebrate that. But I'm just going to say one more thing is that the Spanish, now you might say, well, the Spanish all live in Spain. Well, they do, but there are Catalans and there's Valencia. Right. Oh, goodness me. We're now going to have to say we're going to have more, more than one association per country because actually... Belgians the same. There's the Flemish. There's the French speaking. There's yeah. so, but in Spain they are working really hard um, at developing some links with the Brazilians. Believe it or not, nice. when I walked into Vienna to ICVT, three Brazilians came up to me. I had never met them before. And we all hugged. I think this was post-pandemic. I've seen another another singing teacher. So we all hugged and I said, well, I'm president of EFTA. I said, but you can now all be honorary members of EFTA, even though you're in Brazil. Um, but the Spanish, because of their links with obviously Spanish and Portuguese, they're now linking up with Mexico, Brazil, Panama, Colombia mm -hmm. and Miami. I don't know how they're doing all this. How phenomenal. But doing that on Zoom, yep. you know, which, of yep. course, is, is just feasible. And, and they really want to contact each other through the vocal pedagog 
pedagogy groups, NATS, EFTA, and, you know, this is really exciting. Um, and it's something that's come out of what we were discussing in, in uh, Vienna. So I'll pass on to Sarah. Is that enough? Uh, do you think that's, a, that's amazing, Susan? Amazing. I, I, yeah. I, that's huge news. I, and I'd written down here. What about what about South America? You know, oh, yeah. and uh, yes. well, yes. goodness sakes, that's cooking too. You yes. know, some of this you wonder is all our connectivity happened during COVID. It seems yeah, like know. you know we learned how to we can reach across the, you know, and I know a lot of us have you know Susan, you've gone all over Europe going to things, and I know I know that Sarah has has done things in China. I have too, and, and in Philippines and in all over the place. So the world really opened up in a way, you know, during that closed down time, which is a paradox. So, okay, Sarah, talk a little bit about your challenges and then we'll sum it all up. Yeah, well, I'm 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 sitting there li here listening to Susan talk about all these uh, new initiatives percolating going, Whoa, <laughs> there's just there's just so much work. <laughs> and, yeah, Sarah, um, it will never yeah. end. I know, right? <laughs> Which is and wonderful. That's ex exactly right. Um, mm -hmm. I think you know one of the the most extraordinary parts of this is um, that that you know being closed down actually brought us was um, that we. We, we, we began to understand in a very new and different way how significant singing is to the human experience and that that human experience is this is although it is expressed in very different ways around the world singing is a is a is a, a very familiar and necessary component of of how we how we are human um, and it's been an extraordinary privilege um, to to see it work in different countries and how you can, we can be broadened in our, in our sense of our own humanity um, through singing, just by watching um, how a different lesson uh, approach is taken, how an aural perception is so different than mine in terms of just the, the quality and nuance of a tone and how I experience that as a, 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 an American <laughs> uh, living in, in this, this particular country um, and uh, how, how vocal function is, is understood and um, process it from a pedagogical point of view around the world. It's very, it's very different and quite rich. Um, and I think has um, uh, potential to actually not, not to be ravingly philosophical, but I think it has great potential to um, improve the human experience literally around the globe. And that's a, a very exciting thing to be a part of. Um, challenges. Uh, I already uh, hinted that um, it's not for the faint of heart, um, in, by which I mean uh, time zones are real. And people have lives that are very different from one another. Um, and it, it takes a very um, tenacious attitude uh, to, 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 to be a, continually available and listening and and querying um i do have um the the personal uh privilege of being married to a british citizen which has opened my life considerably um and and taught me a great deal about that i mean i look with reflection on the early days of my marriage and go oh i'm really sorry <laughs> I'm such an American, um, which I'm, I'm very fine and happy to be an American. But, um, you know, it just it showed me my limit, my limitations of perspective. And um, the, the more our perspectives can be opened globally, um, uh, the better, I think. And um, it's, it's a great privilege. But legal issues are a challenge uh, around the world. Um, uh, I mean, for, I think the deepest thing that we have to remember when we're approaching this kind of work is that it starts with relationship and a relationship to, to build a trust has to be in place before you can uh, then even try to understand what different phraseology means. Um, and that's that's why it's not for the faint of heart. And it's not uh, it's not fast work um, at all. It's it's a it's a slow churn, um, but but really worth the churn. So 
don't know if that's the kind of thing you were looking for there, Karen, but um, that's. Oh, I can't hear you. Okay, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, Bronwyn just put something in the chat about SNATS, which is the student NATS. So go ahead, Ron. I don't know anything about it. So. <laughs> yeah. This is the perfect person to have as our host. That's right. I'm so glad you're here, Nick. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation without you. Um, no, but also I'm, I'm really intrigued by um, the connectivity also for students to interact with each other internationally because there are traditional students as well as non-traditional students. Some are going to go to conservatory university, some are not, and they might just go straight to a young artist program. How exciting yeah. would it be? You know, right, not, not that I'm, I'm de denigrating that I love young artist programs, but but you know, sometimes uh, in different parts of the world, they might not have the traditional college experience. So right. wouldn't it be exciting for us to be able to offer um, the SNATS um, uh, level of connectivity to traditional as well as non-traditional students internationally. And I know that that's something you're working on, Nick. And I think it's something to mention so that students know that we're not neglecting them, but that uh, th that those opportunities um, for them are things we're thinking and talking about as well. Yeah, yeah I think a SNATS exchange could be an ongoing program, you know, and uh, That'd be so cool. I love that. All over the world. That'd be really neat. So um, I went to the World Choral Expo. Alan Henderson did too, and Matt Hope did too. They were my roommates. That was a lot of fun. They're so kind. And it's sponsored by the International Federation for Choral Music. And I had gone to China years ago, uh, and that was an incredible thing. Emily Kuo is the president of that organization. So um, I think the choral world is, it, with, thanks to IFCM, is really into this, you know, international thing. It was amazing to see huge choirs from all over the world, all different languages, all different races. Um, it was just amazing. Um, also, PVOC is something that I went to in Copenhagen, and I know Susan was there too. And uh, of course, Eurovox, you know, we we should invite ourselves to Eurovox because it just yum. It's just fabulous. I, I loved I it know. in The Hague. And now, Susan, you also have um, Friends of Evta. I thought you should speak about that a little bit too. Yeah, yes. Um, well, thanks to our discussions, we did say, let's have Friends of EFTA. So now we do have some Friends of EFTA. And it's a way of us saying to um, colleagues, um, you know, do become part of what we do so that you'll get our newsletter and you'll get our sort of digital journal. And um, I mean, as I said, we're, we're a very small um we are run totally voluntarily. My board is of seven people, all of whom teach full time, all of whom are volunteers. Um, so we have a very limited budget, but we, we are passionate about teaching, singing and helping um, to broaden the whole um, aspect of teaching singing. So the Friends of EBTA, if people want to join, it's uh, 25 euros. Um, and you get um, uh, a little hello, and um, uh, it's all very much a new thing, which we started off really uh, this summer. So um, we've got to think about that. The board meets um, once uh, halfway through the year, which we're going to do in the Netherlands in um, Harlem, and then um, we don't meet again until our next board meeting is in the summer. But again, with Zoom, we can now Zoom more frequently, which means that we are a bit more efficient and can move a bit faster because it is a slow progress, you know. Um, but uh, Friends of Ebter is really just to open it up to anybody. And as I said to the Brazilians, you know, you can be Friends of Ebter. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to live in Europe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was the first friend of Ebter. You are. So 
you, I uh, have pictures to prove nice. it. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. So that's really that's really neat. I just love and, it. And actually, Sandra came over uh, and came down to Chichester to see me. So you know mm-hmm. that connection is already um, you know taken place. Um, so things have things are moving. Have moved hugely. You know, and I think about the choral world, the way that moves is in big groups. We teach one person at a time and we connect one person at a time. But it's worldwide, it gets bigger and bigger. And um, for those who who have chosen just to teach in their little silo, oh, they're missing out so much. Mm -hmm. It's so incredible to meet so many wonderful people. And so one thing we did following, we had two meetings with um, two presentations that our group of 13 put together. Uh, and I just want to mention who those people were. Susan Yarnell Monks from England, Alan Henderson from the United States, Ellen Pietersi from the Netherlands, Diana Allen from the United States, Carolyn Schiller from Canada, Sandra Oberoi from India, Stephen Ng right here on from Hong Kong, Bronwyn Forbay from South Africa, Sarah Holman from the US, Martin Vacha from Austria, Carol Blankenship from the US and Alexander Lee from South Korea. So that was the core group that did all of this uh, first discussion and we presented at NATS uh, in July and then we took it on the road and we all went to, uh, we went to Vienna for ICDT and we presented it there too. And the it what it resulted in then was people, a lot of people wanted to kind of jump on and be part of this. And the, it's not ours to own, you know, it's the world's. And so we did have a meeting with quite a few people on it and a list of, I don't know, over 170 people, I believe. And that list sounds from what Susan says is growing. Uh, and we don't know where it's going from here, but we will schedule another meeting for people who are interested in this. And I just say on the podcast, if somebody is interested that's listening to this and wants to be come to these and just sort of experience it's I'll say it's messy and but it's connectivity is always like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. join in the mess. It's a lot of fun. And um you can write to me, and that's at kabrunson at gmail.com. And so it's k-a-b-r-u-n-s-s-e-n at gmail.com. And um, I'll just volunteer that. Does anybody else want to be written to? You sure can, you know. So, And so I think this is a good place to to conclude our, our podcast. And I want to thank Stephen and Susan and Bronwyn and Sarah and and our hosts for having us here. It's just been really so incredible to be part of Vocal Fry. So, Well, we are thrilled to have you all. Absolutely. Um, I love just some of the, some of the stuff we shared, I think is so in Vocal Fry's mission. I mean, um, you know, for six years now, we've been trying to share the best information we can to the world for free. I mean, nobody, Mm -hmm. no one gets charged for this podcast. True. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and, and it's sort of apropos having Susan here because we do have our most international listeners in the UK. So, um, so there, there we go already. Um, but just, I, I loved uh, what Sarah said, singing as uh, that singing is such a vital part of the human experience. Um, and uh, also, Stephen, you know, something you said, of the, I think we have a great opportunity here, particularly with online collaboration and whatever, to, to really make a, make a diversity and, and inclusivity impact. Because w- w- look, I mean, if we're, not, if we're not even going outside of our own countries, I mean, not that, not, not that we don't have our own problems within our own country, um, but like we have a great opportunity to to because I mean look we've we've all traveled internationally and we all know that like when you do gosh the perspective that you get you know is just so it's so different I mean I did a two-week residency a number of years ago in Malaysia and boy I think I learned more from the experience than I taught those students Um, exactly so you know so I mean uh, just such a such a Nick, if I can say too, Please. when I first started getting into this, I'm a reticent traveler. 
You know, I like to stay home and just stay in my, I like staying in my silo. I'm very happy there, you know, but um, my life is so much better for putting it out there, daring to go, spending what it costs to get over to Europe and to China and such. It was so worthwhile. I, I could never pay it back in millions of dollars, you know. Yeah. So I just want to encourage people to let's broaden our horizon in this way. We don't know what it'll do to our innards and to our and to our teaching and to our philosophies and uh, it will bless them. That's what That's I right. would say. That's right. That's right. Um, thank you all so much uh, for, for for your time today, Sarah. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, uh, it was boring. It was just it was just Greek yogurt and granola. It wasn't anything fancy today. Awesome, Sarah and I, vocal fam. Sarah and I will be back with you um, in not, not quite not week. quite a week's time. A little more, um, than that. but probably well, probably oh. in a week's time. I just don't know when the episode's going to drop because Sarah and I are not seeing Wakanda Forever until, until Sunday, Sunday of next week because of my Region Nats conference. Yeah. So I want everyone in the world to know that I am sacrificing seeing Wakanda Forever on, on opening, opening night for Region Nats and True. then we will go on Sunday yep. and then probably drop an episode on Sunday of next week that sounds uh, right. uh, that sounds to right. get that in because we have a guest the next Friday. So, yeah. so anyway, Vocal Fam, um, thank you uh, to everybody yes. and um, folks I will make sure that I get these to everybody and everybody will have the link and please just you know share it all around to your networks and stuff um, and, and thank you thank you for being here thank you thank all for, for, so for doing this okay yeah thanks very much thanks, 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 thanks. all right yeah. okay. bye 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 bye